0: We begin Shisha Siddha Mishnah. Now Shisha Siddha Mishnah is split into six sections. Six Siddharim. Zeroim Moed, Noshim, Nazikin, Koshim and Taharis. So the first of those Siddharim is Seda Zeroim, which literally means seeds, and it discusses all sorts of produce and food, and what one needs to do before eating something. So that includes our first Masahta Brachas, as well as the subject of most of the other Masechtas in Zeraim, which is the various gifts which one needs to give from his produce, either to the Karnim, the Levim, or to poor people. Now, before we begin with Masech's brachas, we need to understand a couple of fundamental facts about brachas. With the exception of Birkas hamazon, the bracha you make after eating a meal, and according to Sam, Birkas HaTorah, which is the bracha one has to make every day before learning Torah, apart from those one or two brachas, all of the other brachas which you make are Midirah Bonon. Those brachas were formulated by the Anshikinah sagadela, who lived at the end of the period of the Nevi'im, the prophets, and they were the leading based in the leading Sanhedrin of the Jewish people. So this Anshikheneh Sagadayla formulated virtually all of the brachas which we make. Even Shmoneh Essay was composed by the Anshikheneh Sagadayla. Now, one more word of introduction and then we'll begin the actual Mesechta. There are three main types of brachas. The first type are known as Birkhais HaMitzvahs. The brachas which one makes on mitzvahs, most of the brachas in this category begin with Baruch HaTashem Alekhin Malekha Ilam, Ashekh, and then you would continue based on what mitzvah you are doing. And that is really the subject of the first three parochim of our Mesechta. The truth is, those three parochim focus mostly on one particular mitzvah and its brachas, but that's where Brick's mitzvahs appear in our Mesechta. And the next two parochim, Perik Dalad and He, discuss the brachas of Shmona Esrei, and Tefillah, and then Perik Vovzein and Ches discuss the second type of bracha, the second category, known as Bruchos Hanehenin brachas which one makes on benefiting from something, so that includes all the brachas on food, before and after the food, it includes brachas on smelling something nice, and then the last parakech of Alma Perak Test, the ninth parakech, that discusses the third type of bracha known as brachos haidah. Brachas of thanks to Hashem, when one sees a beautiful sight, or if one sees something which he doesn't j- see that often, or if he does something special, then he would make a brachos haidah. So again, there are three types of brachas, brachos ha which you make when you do a mitzvah, Brigas Hanen, in which you make when you benefit from something, and brigas Heidah, which one makes thanking Hashem for something special and unique which she experienced. The Masechda begins by talking about the Mitzvah of Kriyashma. and the Rambam explains that the reason why the Masechda begins with this is because Kriyashma is the only Mitzvah which one is obligated to do every day. In fact, twice a day. And therefore, it makes sense that the brachas of Kriyash Shema should be discussed before any other brachas. However, before you can get to the brachas of Kriyash Shema, we've got to discuss Kriyash Shema itself. And therefore, Masechta begins by talking about Kriyash Shema. And we're going to go with the opinion of Rashi, who holds that the Torah obligation to say Kriyash Shema every day refers just to the first paragraph. So, Shema and Vahavta. And in that paragraph, the Torah says that you have to say Kriyash Shema, when you lie down and when you get up which means that at the time that people generally go to bed, and at the time that people generally wake up, those are the two times in the day where one is obligated to say Kriyat Shema. And with that assumption, the Mishnah wants to know, shema From when can one read the Shema in the evening, meaning what is considered the time that people go to bed? And the answer to this question is very simple, and that is from the beginning of the night, which is known as Tseisak when you can see three stars. That's, what, that's when night has really begun. Now, the mission does not tell us that the time is Tzis Rather, the Mishnah says, It's from the time that the Kohanim enter to eat their Truma. So, what are we talking about over here? Truma is the gift which a farmer needs to give from his produce to the Kohanim. And this Truma food has a holier status, and therefore, if a Kohen is Tomei, he may not eat the Truma. In fact, Truma which becomes Tomei needs to be burned. Now, if a Kohen becomes Tomei, then in order to become Tahor again, he needs to have gone to the mikveh. And once he's gone to the mikveh, he's now completed the purification process. However, he still has a very low tumma attached to him. And so he can still not eat tumma until nightfall. During that period between he went to the mikveh and it became night, he is known as a tavul yoim, which means he met, went to the mikveh that day. He's just waiting for it, the day to end in order to become fully tahor once more. So what the Mishnah is telling us is that from the time that the Karnim who were Tome and had gone to the mikveh from the time that they could start eating Truma again, that's the time that you can start saying Kriyashima. Now the obvious question is, just tell me the time is from the beginning of night. Why are you telling this in such a roundabout way? So the Gemara explains very interestingly that the Mishnah just wanted to teach us an extra halacha, that any kohen who becomes Tomei can start eating Truma from nightfall. Even those khanim who need to bring a korban on the next day as part of the purification process, even they can start eating Truma already from the nighttime. So the Mishnah wanted to sort of throw this halacha into our Mishnah to teach us something extra. But the main point of our Mishnah is that the earliest time to say Kriyash Shema in the evening is from nightfall. Say Sakachovim. Now what about the latest time? So this is a three-way machlekes. Opinion number one. According to Rebilezer, the latest time to say Kriyash Shema is at the end of the first watch. The night is split into three. So after a third of the night has passed, it's already too late to read Kriyash Shema. And the reason for this is because Rabbi Eliezer interprets the Pasuk of when you lie down as when people go to bed. Not when people are in bed, but when you begin going to sleep. And since most people go to sleep in the first third of the night, that is the only time that one can read Kriyashma. But the latest time is midnight. And third opinion, Rabbi Gamliel says It's until the light of dawn rises. This is when the first rays of light begin to appear. It's between an hour and a half before sunrise. And so according to Gamliel, you've got the whole night to read Shema. And indeed, we see this was the opinion of Raman Gamliel, because Maase Shaboh Bonavim It once happened that Raman Gamliel's sons came from a house of feasting. They had been at a wedding late at night, and they came back home after midnight, and they hadn't yet read Kriyashima. On Mulay they said to their father, Raman Lo Kriyashima, we haven't yet read Shema. Now, Raman Gamliel's sons knew what Raman Gamliel held, and they knew what the Chachomim held. They were asking Raman Gamliel that since the Halacha is like the Chachomim, because they're the majority opinion, they say that it's too late to read Kriya Shema now. So have we missed the mitzvah? And Omar and Gamliel have replied to them that even according to the Chachomim im le'olam v'dashachar, if the light of dawn has not yet risen, then you're still obligated to read Kriya Shema, Because the Chachomim really agree with Raman Gamliel that you have all night. And the reason for this is because of a wachah, when you lie down, they interpret that to mean as long as you are lying down. Not when you go to lie down, not when you go to bed, but as long as people are generally in bed, and therefore you have all night. The only reason why the Chachom said you've got until midnight is in order to make sure that people would read Kriyashma on time, because they're worried that if you tell people you've got all night, then they'll push it off, they might fall asleep even, and miss out on the mitzvah. But of course, if you've missed midnight, you should still read Qiyashmar according to the Chachomim because the actual mitzvah lasts all night. The loyzo will add not only this, whenever the chachomem say that the latest time for something is midnight, really mitzvossan madashachar, the mitzvah actually applies until the light of dawn rises. For example, hekdech veivorim, the fats and the limbs of korbonos, which need to be burned the night after that korbon was brought, that has to be done, mitzvossan atziyala madashachar, that has to be done before dawn. If it hasn't been done by dawn, then they become invalidated and can no longer be burnt on the Mizbeach. A second example, all karbonis which have to be eaten on the day they're brought and the night afterwards. Those types of karbonis, their mitzvah is that they should be eaten by dawn. So, him asks the Mishnah, if so, why do the Chacham say that you've only got until midnight in all these cases? The answer is, like we explained, in order to distance a person from doing an Avera or missing out on a mitzvah, because he pushes it off and he thinks he's got so long to do it. Mishnah Bates, now the Mishnah needs to determine what is the time of Uvkumecha. The other time during the day that one has to say shema is when you get up. So what's that considered? From when may one read the shema in the morning? What's considered the morning? So according to the Tanakama, the first opinion in the Mishnah, Mishnah Ben Lelovan. It's from when one can recognize the difference between the blue string of tzitzis and the other white strings of tzitzis. One of the strings of tzitzis always used to be blue, tzacheles, and the mitzvah of tzitzis only applies during the daytime, and you're supposed to be able to see the difference between the blue string and the white strings. So when it's light enough to see that difference, then you can fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis, and of course it's considered daytime, also for reciting Kriyash Shema. However, Rabbi Yezer says it's actually a slightly later time, and that is been tzacheles Lakarti. Only once there's enough light for you to see the difference between the colour of techeles of blue, and the colour of a leek, which is green. And blue and green are very similar colours, and therefore you need more light to see the difference between the two. And Sir Abeliezer's time is later than the Tanakama's time. Now what's the latest time? So according to Rebelezer, one has to finish saying Shema, meaning the last time to say Shema is by sunrise. Once the sun has actually risen, it's now not the time for getting up. And so it's too late to fulfill the mitzvah of Kriyashma in its right time. You should still say Kriyashma, you will not get the full mitzvah of saying Kriyashma in its right time. However, we now have a second opinion for the latest time of Kriyashma, and that is Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says at Shalishais, you have until three hours into the day. Why? Because it's the normal manner of kings, or princes would be more accurate, for them to wake up. They wake up at three hours into the day. So, according to Yeshua, as long as there are still people getting up, it's still considered the time of Uvkumecha. Now, as we mentioned, one who says Kriyas Shema, from this point onwards, he says it later than three hours into the day, then Loi He doesn't lose out by saying the Shema, because Ka'odum ha'kai Batoira. He's like someone who's just learning Torah, he's reading the Torah. So, it's true that he won't get the mitzvah of Kriyas Shema, because he missed its time, you'll still get a mitzvah as reading the Torah, and also he's still able to say the brachas of Kriyashramah, even past the latest time to say Kriyashma itself. Now, it's very important to note that the hours which we are talking about here, for example, when we say three hours into the day, that doesn't necessarily mean three 60-minute hours. Rather, it's periodical hours, which means that you take the number of hours in the day where it's light, so let's say in the summer there could be 15, 16 hours where it's light, and you divide that by 12, and that is now considered one hour. So you could have an hour which is longer than 60 minutes. You could have an hour in the winter, a daytime hour, which would be considered less than 60 minutes. And that's how we calculated, and that's why the latest time to say Kriyash always changes, because the length of an hour is constantly changing. In the evening, meaning when you say the nighttime Kriyash everybody must lie down and say Kriyash and in the morning when you say Yam do you have to stand up. Because the Pasuk says When you lie down and when you get up. Which implies that it's got to be said in that state of lying down or in the state of standing up. However, say Everybody can read and say Shema, however he likes. Because the Pasuk says You should say Shema when you're going on the way. On your own way. You can choose how to read Qiyashimah, sitting down, standing up, leaning. That's according to Beis Hillel, Im Cain. If so, asks the Mishnah, according to Beis Hillel, Why does the Pasuk say you should read it when you lie down and when you get up? Surely that implies that you have to reading it lying down or standing up. Lying down at night and standing up during the day. No, says Beis Hillel. What does Beis Hillel mean? It means Beis Shosh It means, means at the time that people are lying down and going to bed. And Beis Shosh at the time that people are getting up from sleeping, that is when the mitzvah of Kriyash Shema applies. It's not telling you how to say Kriyash Shema, rather it's telling you when to say Kriyash Shema. Now the Mishnah brings a story which shows us the unbelievable strength of how halacha is decided. You'll see what I mean. Rabbi Tarifin said, I was once coming on the way, I was on a journey, and it was nighttime. and I laid down to say Kriyash Shema, like the opinion of Beish I wasn't lying down at the time, but for the sake of Kriyash Shema, in order to hold like the like Beishamai, I actively lay down and said Kriyash Shema like that. And I endangered myself because of bandits. I was on, I was on a journey during the night time, something terrible could have happened to me. turned around and said to him, You were worthy to be harmed. You should have been harmed by, that, by bandits. Because you transgressed the words and the opinion of Beis Hillel. Because you actively showed you were going like Beis Shammai, when the Halacha is really like Beis Hillel. And for that you deserve to be harmed, and as the Gemara implies, for that you deserve to be killed. Because once the Halacha is decided, like one opinion, you've got to follow that. You can't now say that actually Beis Shammai's reading of the Pesukim was correct and Beis Hillel's was wrong, because the Halacha was decided like Beis Hillel. Mishadalat, we now come to our first bracha of the Masechta. Or I should say the first brachas of our because we're going to discuss all of the brachas which we say before Kriyas Shema of the nighttime and afterwards and the brachas which we say before and after the Kriyas Shema of the daytime. In the morning, we make two brachas before Kriyas Shema. And that's the one which begins with Yitzeh Erev Echechech, and it ends with Baruch HaTah Hashem Yetzir HaMe'oros. And the second bracha is Ava Rabah, or depends on your nusach, some say Ava Seilam, and that ends with Baruch HaTah Hashem HaBaruch HaBaAma Yisrael BaAva. Ve'achas La'achareha, and there's one bracha after the morning Shema, and that begins with Emes Sve and ends with Baruch Hashem Go'al Yisrael. Alright, over Erev, and in the evening, in the nighttime Kriyash Shema, there's also two before that Kriyash Shema, that's Hamar Him and time Lachareha, but this time there are two after the nighttime Kriyash Shema, and that's Emes Munah, which ends with Baruch Atah Hashem plus there's an added one, which is Hashkivenu, and that ends with Baruch Atah Shema Am Yisrael Lo'ad, and that's the second Baruch We're going to understand the remaining part of our Mishnah, according to how the Rambam learns. And that is, there are two types of brachas. One is known as a long bracha, one is known as a short bracha. Now, what makes a bracha long? A bracha is known as a long bracha if it begins with boracha to Hashem, and also ends with boracha to Hashem. So the Mishnah says, when it comes to the two brachas before Kriyashma Shema of the morning, achas one of them is long, that's the first one, which begins with boracha to Hashem, and ken melecha yotza ur, er, and it ends with boracha to Hashem, Lachas Achaz whereas one is considered a short bracha, because it begins with Ava Rabah, or Avas Eilam, and only ends with Baruch Hashem. And the Mishnah says that Mokem Shom L'Harech, a place that the Chachom said should be a long bracha, in Rasha L'Katzar. You can't now make it into a short bracha and not say one of the baruchs. L'Katzar. If the Chachom said that this bracha should be a short bracha in Rasha L'Harech, one is not allowed to lengthen the bracha and add in baruch. Now that's talking about adding in baruch at the beginning. And the mission now says that you can't do it at the end either, time, If the Chachamim instituted a bracha, then it should finish with a baruch, in shlo lachtaim. you're not able to not put that baruch in at the end. And if the bracha was made without a baruch at the end, in lach time, you're not able to add in a baruch at the end, and usually the reason for this is because the bracha doesn't include a lot of detail or anything, and therefore it only has one baruch.